Hey coach, Xenia Wood here, owner and founder of Swift Coaches and Swift Movement Academy. Our vision is to live in a world where health business owners turn their passions into profits and create financial freedom guilt-free. And for all of those exercise and rehab professionals to finally feel confident as fuck in their technical skills, and we never again see another coach leave the industry because of it. What you're about to hear is a bite-sized jam-packed version of one of our episodes. So if you're looking to learn swiftly, this mini episode is for you. Let's dive straight in. Like, how do you go from, okay, someone wants your support with rehab or chronic disease and exercise through to like getting them a plan together? Yeah. Um, like what's the process? What does that look so like? So I guess like, you know, there's a million different assessment tools and things that you could use, but what do you feel like um, are your go-tos that you're like, we definitely need to, I know you sometimes get blood work done or, you know, you're always looking at like X movement patterns. Like what are those things for you that you almost do every time now? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there's obviously a wide array of things you can do, um, depending on the person in front of you. I think something I didn't take very seriously in uni, and then ironically is the thing that I have the highest amount of value on now is case history. Um, I think even like since we last spoke, I was always pretty gun ho on blood work, and I think blood work is still a very important thing. It's like um, you know, obviously rather than opinion and being subjective it's like you know some black and white concrete evidence of what's going on with people from a you know internal physiological point of view but i think even then it's like if you were to do blood work without a proper case history it's like you just end up starting to you know look at like this is low and this is high and like without the case history and understanding you know how it started where people what people's backgrounds are you know getting a whole like picture of the humans uh you know that kind of loses its context and doesn't really mean anything i think even the same in the snc context it's like or a rehab context, you know, we can have all the clinical assessments and orthopedic tests and all that stuff can be good at giving us some concrete black and white, you know, range of motion, strengths, discrepancies, et cetera. But again, without the case history, it's kind of not meaningless, but, you know, I think you, you lose a lot of the important information. So for me, moving away from like putting more emphasis in the initial stages on case history and being a lot more thorough in conversations and understanding the human behind the diagnosis and then using like, assessments clinically blood work and all these extra modalities is like a additional thing on top to then either rule in or rule out what i'm already thinking of and most of the times it usually just ends up being you know supporting what you've already found in the case history uh versus i find these days i think we've kind of gone this is my opinion <laughs> these days i think like when i look at social media i think everyone's gone down the path of like test 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 and like test it's good but we're testing without the history and understanding the human i find is where a lot of discrepancies can pop up and we can then get two trigger happy with assessments and trigger happy with a hundred interventions and a hundred supplements and 20 different rehab exercises. And it's like, this ends up being <laughs> which for the client is overwhelming, but then also like, I don't know what your experience with your mentoring, but I'm finding a lot of students these days as well, like very overwhelmed because it's like, they're spending too much time in the weeds of like one percenters of this, you know, this thing versus this thing. When it's like, if we just zoom out for a minute, start with the, like the foundation, the big rocks, um, you know, it's, it's actually a lot easier and a lot less overwhelming and a good place to start. And then as we move along that process, we can start to get into the weeds and the yeah. specifics. And I think the thing is too, right, like most people 
maybe not most, but I see a large percentage, especially in exercise and sports science, everyone wants to work with the 1% of the 1% of athletes. But realistically, 95% of us are going to be working with general populations in wellness and actual health because obviously health and performance are not the same thing. Um, and, you know, trying to strive for performance means that you are sacrificing health and and striving for health means that you are sacrificing performance to a degree. Um, obviously, there's a correlation, but we know that they're not the same. Um, I think it was interesting that you mentioned, uh, you know, the human aspect. And I think that that's something as well that I was very naive about when I first came out. I was like, you know, same as you in um, a great health club, which is now a good life. And I was, you know, with my, with my clipboard and I was like, I know all the things I'm so smart walking up. And then, you know, it, it doesn't take it. Well, it takes more than, than your book smarts to, get a client great results, which is why we see personal trainers who are at full capacity and exercise physiologists who try and go out on their own who really struggle because it's, you know, it's, it's arguably more important about the, the motivation, the buy-in and all that thing, all that sort of stuff. And it reminds me of, I used to, you know, treat, treat a shoulder injury like a shoulder Mm. and I wouldn't actually, and I know it sounds stupid saying it out loud now, but I wouldn't actually, as much consider the person I'm like, Oh, this is the best exercise program for rehab. And we're going to do all these things and it's perfect. And if they didn't do that program, I was like, Oh, well, they're just not committed yeah. or like, you know, it's, you know, it's the program's great, but you just need to do the work. And, you know, as, as we get older, realizing that that's actually a huge part of our job is to get people to do the the program and understand that, you can have an incredible program, but if it's not completed, then it's not, what's the point, right? And PTs are great at getting completion. The, the, the exercise programming and, and technical skills is probably their downside. Um, but yeah, treating people as, as humans and whole bodies, not just shoulders or knees, I think was a big um, eye-opener for me. And, and yeah, I think the case history, like you said, and really getting to know someone. And I know that, you know, some of our Medicare programs and whatnot, it's like they pay you for 20 minutes. But I remember I would spend at least an hour with people and be like, it's, it doesn't matter because at the back at end of this, I'm going to have someone long-term and I'm going to get better outcomes because I've actually put in the time to learn who they are as a human, not just do some shoulder tests, which we've now found out that half of them aren't very specific or sensitive anyway. So that's a whole nother can of worms going into that, right? Yeah. I was was the thing. It's like, I'm very, as you know, I'm very nerdy when it comes to biomechanics, physiology. I love all that stuff and can talk about, you know, all the one percenters and whatnot all day. And I love it. But at the same time, I think understanding like when to use it uh, versus like when most people just need a general, just need to do the general basic stuff better, which is 98% of people. Like you said, you know, there's a 1% of athletes where, you know, if we went with someone like Ali, it's like, cool, we need to do a specific type of pull down to target a specific portion of the lap because she needs to bring out a certain area of the lap that's lacking and doing an iliac pull down might be useful. You know what I mean? With old, old mate uh, who will not be named. Um, Versus with most of that part, it's like we probably just need to give them a basic program and some basic health parameters. And then most of the coaching should be around, you know, like we were saying before, like more the psychological side of things and actually getting them to complete the program. So I think, yeah, my views have changed a bit over the last two years in terms of going from what you said of like, here's the best program 
you know, this is the best Swift Scott variation because you're going to get more anti-rotation and more this, this, and this versus now. I'm just like, cool, can you just do three days a week of a squat hinge press pull variation and, you know, eat a little bit less food and do some breath work and chill out and, you know, like it seems almost too simplistic and like a 180 from the other direction, but I think it's like you can having the skills is good, but like then knowing when to use the skills in what context is the most important thing and probably the difference between like a good coach versus an elite coach. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you also mentioned before the thing about you can get so far into the weeds that you've got 20 rehab exercises, but where's the actual fucking program? Like I, the frustrating thing for me is, is you get a lot of people who maybe have done an allied health degree that's not exercise physiology and to no fault of their own. Like you said, you get eight weeks of exercise rehab and prescription, whereas we spend at least half our degree focusing on that. And so it's like, absolutely. You're trying to facilitate their rehab through some nuanced exercises, but looking holistically and going, is it your actual, you know, total load throughout the week? Is it your frequency or your volume and going a bit more global with it? Because one fucking TheraBand exorotation is not going to combat the fact that they're overhead pressing their body weight three times a week or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like having that zoomed out, like, I'd say all the time too, like you were saying before about the shoulder issue, like I think we moved like from an industry, I think we've gone from like reductionist approach of like shoulder injury is a shoulder injury. Then we're going to step further and now it's like, cool. Now, you know, say confidently 99 out of 10 practitioners, hopefully these days, you know, look a little bit further and go, let's look at the scalp, the rib cage. And, you know, we understand the shoulder's not just the shoulder. But then I think the next step, which is still sort of lacking is that like, zooming out of the biomechanical circle and then sort of understanding the physiological or systemic circle. I think that's where like we really can start to connect dots and go like what you're saying. It's cool. Biomechanics is technique. It's programming. It's volume. It's intensity. It's frequency. It's all that stuff. And then also like having a holistic view of the body within the biomechanical route, Mm. but then also adding the understanding, which is all the stuff I'm kind of going into the last 12, 18 months and probably the next five years because there's so much to learn uh, is like understanding, you know, the nervous system, lymphatic system, immune system and all these other systems and, you know, things like what you're saying of like, is this person systemically overloaded? Is this person, you know, so sympathetic dominant that the the reason they've got this tendinopathy is they're constantly in this sympathetic state and they can't actually heal and repair that tissue because physiologically their body is in defense mode. And if you're in defense mode, you can't be in repair mode. So it's like maybe the best thing for that person is not arguing over which external rotation is the best. Maybe it's like give them some generalized S&C programming and then let's narrow down into like fixing or addressing, you know, some of these like root cause health issues. And then the program might not be as good, but if the program is average but done consistently and we've addressed the root cause systemically, like that person is going to get better a lot faster. Did you find something valuable in this episode? If so, I'd like to ask a tiny favor. If you have 30 seconds now, I'd love you to follow or share the podcast. That way, we can continue to bring you more real, raw, and uncensored stories from industry leaders. We also love hearing from you and what you loved about every episode. The best way to reach out is to DM me personally on Instagram, at Swift Coaches Academy. Until next time, and in whatever you do, move swiftly. Before you go, don't forget, those two anatomy masterclasses are coming up. The first one's on the 15th of June, the anatomy of the shoulder. Second one is the 5th of July, anatomy of the hip. I cannot wait to see you there. Link in the show notes for all of the information for you to register and I will see you there.